It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Uh, you know what, Rich? I I have been thinking with all of this. Uh, Oh, what do you call it when you spend a lot of time at home? You spend a lot of time. Isolation? There you go. I call it incarceration. (laughs) (laughs) You spend a lot of time at home. And then some of the things from last weekend. I thought this would be a good uh, program to just kind of tie things together and have a family meeting. Have the family uh, gather around the radio and, uh, and have a little family meeting. We always call it the Bot Radio Network family, don't we? We sure do. I wonder if some of our listeners are getting cabin fever. Well, that's right. Getting a little boxed in, as it were. One of my favorite people in all the world's name is John. And he drives a huge, big, double tandem what do they call these? 18-wheeler, big... but it's more than 18-wheelers because there's two of them put together. Listen, folks, I don't know where you are right now, but you're eating food and you're buying paper products and somebody has to keep the world going. Otherwise, where would that leave us? Where would that leave us? So thank God for those who are willing to get out on the road and distribute the necessities of life. Here is my friend John to talk about his life just a little bit. Uh, we have great uh, supplies. There's um, seems like this since this virus, there's some interesting things that I've I've really noticed that I haven't noticed before, and that is the truck traffic is way up, and the four wheel traffic is down. The only other traffic which is regular is is the snowbirds are headed home. Snowbirds, they come down from Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa and Michigan, and uh, they got their travel trailers and motorhomes, and they head south. They head down into Texas, and some of them go down in November, and uh, they'll spend the winter down there. Well, now they're breaking for home, and it's very interesting to talk to some of them. I run into a couple the other day from Wisconsin, and they were headed home. And so, like, right now, is uh, these are the last, this is the end of them, headed back. But um, it's a lot of those guys, and I've seen a lot of extra trucks on the road and less people traveling, less four-wheelers. Yeah. You see, Rich, when I was talking to John, I was speculating. He's in the cab of that huge truck, and he can look out everywhere. He can see the landscape. He can see everything passing by as he is doing his job, and he does it very well. For which he gets up in the morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> and hits the road. Oh, his, he's man. driving his load oh, by 6. Well, and listen, folks. Uh, yes, he is. He gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. He gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and he is out of the house at on his job at 6 o'clock in the morning. Here he is to tell about it. Well, actually, I grew up on a farm down in Missouri, which I tell people all the time is, is I'm just a farm farm kid, uh, grew up in, um, had five um, brothers and two sisters, mom and dad. We all worked together out there on the farm, and I love my childhood, and that's probably why that I do what I do now. I've been 
driving since, there's people don't believe that, since I was about eight years old. By the time I was 10, I could drive anything on the farm. My upbringing, that's, that was the start of my driving career. I, I got to share this one with you real quick. Is um, My mom, she used to be a Stanley dealer, and I would help her set up. And they have cleaning products and all kinds of household products, and uh, she sold it for 40 years. They'd have parties, what they call Stanley parties, that a lady would host, and then uh, we'd go in and she had her cases and set up product, and and then uh, the host would serve, you know, food, drinks, and then everybody would buy something, and then uh, the host would get points, you know, yes. and then prizes. The reason I'd always go with her was she'd let me drive. Then I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, wasn't no more than that. She would actually let me drive on the highway from out there in the country to Windsor, about 10 miles. Little community town, and uh, that's where they had most of the parties. But I uh, tell people my mom helped me get started in my driving career. I'll always remember that and treasure that. That, that was our special time. Yeah. You see, John is pushing up in years also, Rich. And when he was talking about that, it reminded me of my own childhood. I love to drive. My mother really didn't like to drive, and I would beg her, uh, let me drive during the day when my father was at work. And, uh, and of course, she knew that I wasn't supposed to be permitted to drive, but she did not like to drive. So by the time I got through coaxing her, why well, I was behind the wheel, and I was about 10 or 11 years old or right in there. So it made me think of that. When did you learn how to drive, Rich? Oh, well, you know, I, I learned to drive sitting on your lap as a child. <laughs> you let me steer the wheel and learn how to drive and learn about staying on the right side of the road. Yeah. Here's John telling me about his, his life on the farm. Well, we worked together. Dad worked in the city, and he laid out work for us. We had to take care of everybody had chores. It was just getting up and going every day. Like, we didn't have alarm clock, like automatic. That's the way you were trained. I wish I could have brought my children up on a farm because uh, we had uh, a good life, good childhood. Yeah, a good life, a good childhood. How often does the Bible refer to sowing and reaping? As I was shaving this morning, I was thinking sowing and growing and then reaping. That is to put work and effort into what you're doing before the crop comes up out of the ground and you have the benefit of it. Now, here is John telling me about what it was like to go to school when he was a little kid in this rural area. We went to a uh, little country school called Pleasant View. Was it a segregated school? Well, at, um, when, at that time, um, it wasn't segregated because that all changed after Brown versus the uh, Speaker Board of Education. See, when I grew up, when I came along, the schools, uh, they had already desegregated the schools. We went to a little country school up until eighth grade, and then uh, we had choice of three high schools to go to. But the little country school had the little outside bathroom and um, two-room schoolhouse. What I always remember is we had some really strong things, traditions we did. We'd say the Pledge of Allegiance first thing, you know, in the morning, the Pledge of Allegiance. Take turns. Two kids would go out and put the flag up. Then two kids would go out and take the flag down, and we learned how to fold a flag. 
when we were kids. Like, we were the only black kids in the school. But we never had any problems. Just around good people. Yeah, just around good people. Good country people. Listen, folks, in St. Louis or Kansas City or Fresno or up in Indiana or any place else. Texas. Do your kids go to a school where the flag is saluted and where people are taught to be polite and care about each other? Now, I was thinking, well, what did John do? Because I remember in Minneapolis, Minnesota, actually that was a little Robbinsdale, which is a suburb. Um, we used to sing a lot of songs, a lot of songs, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, all kinds of songs. The type of music, Rich, that we play on The Complete Story and our listeners seem to really like. So I asked John, did he ever remember songs that he loved to hear in the church? Here's what he said. Coming up on the rough side of the mountain, it's my favorite song. Um, they used to sing it in church. I heard it here, I don't know, a week or so ago. I was coming home from from work, and it came on the radio. And I just turned it up loud, and it just warmed my heart. I mean, it just, my spirit was alive. That took me back to that hearing it down there in that little church in Windsor. Some things just stick with you for life. That's one of them there, right there, that just has... Isn't that amazing, Rich? Coming up on the rough side of the mountain. See, think about that, folks. Coming up on the rough side of the mountain, not the smooth side. Not the smooth side. Coming up on the rough side of the mountain. I think our Bot Radio Network family would like to hear that song that John said was part of his childhood in church. So let's hear it right now.
Oh, Rich, could you feel that? Oh, Dad, I love that. And you know what that reminds me of? Wintley Phipps said that he heard an old woman once shared with him, well, son, she said, if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't climb it. Yeah. You know, another thought I had as I was listening to that, have we ever known or heard of a person growing and getting stronger by just being happy? I'll tell you, it's struggle. It's struggle, it's work, it's effort that makes a person stronger, makes a person grow, makes a person muscle up for life. It's the, it's the times such as we are in right now that increases a person's faith and trust and the reality of life. And then, of course, being... being uh, what do you call it? Common sense? Heavens to Betsy. Absolutely. We take precautions. We take precautions, but we don't live in fear. Now, here is John talking how his life, his life on the road, driving these big, these big mammoth, what do we call them? These trailer trucks. The tandem uh, trucks. So that people bigger have than 18 wheelers, like two 18 wheelers together. People have the necessities. But it's changed his life also. Here it is. Well, it's scary. It's very humbling for me and my wife. It's like this is a, a new experience. But for us, it's like we talk more. We sit and we talk more. And I just I like that humbling experience. Like last weekend, we had the smoker going and back and forth out in the yard. We're going to look back on this. And we're going to say, you know what? seems like it was a bad time, but the thing is, this probably needed to happen to slow people down and get their attention, to let them know that man is not in charge. That's what I've got out of it, and I know that. I know where my power is at and who controls things. Um, Rich, do you think, do you think you keep talking about a revival uh, being always preceded by a movement of prayer across the land? And then revival. Well, and the powerful proclamation of the word of God. The Lord raises up powerful preachers of his word that are faithful to proclaim the truth of the word of God. And uh, people respond to that. Yeah. All right. Well, here's John again to share something about driving his truck to keep America moving. Out here on the highway, they got the, had those blinking signs that says, truckers keep America going. Thank you, truckers. Drive safe. That's good. <laughs> that is good. You know, Dad, we have a lot of truck drivers in our audience. Uh, i tell you what. Let's just take a moment here to hear from some of our listeners that have called the comment line, and then it was typed into a transcript, by the way, from home, uh, where where our uh, our executive secretarial staff are right now. That's right. And uh, but We have a lot of people working at home these that's days. That's exactly right. Well, here is a man from Mariposa, California. This is Michael in Mariposa, California, near Yosemite, and I drive a lot, sales and service, and I'm listening to the radio so much. It seems amazing that it's custom message a lot to me, and it's helped me through many hard years, and I just thank you for the wisdom and the experience and all these pastors that are sharing their message, and I appreciate your work on this station. Uh, Rich, uh, when I heard he was from Mariposa, 
it brought back a memory because we have been through there, haven't we? Our tower on the top of Mount Bullion above the 4,000, yeah, 4,200 feet above the valley floor. The valley between Modesto and Fresno. Right. And that whole valley. That central valley. And then our tower is up there. And when we would go up to the tower site, we would drive through this little town. I think it even still had uh, wooden sidewalks. Oh, it's a beautiful town. It's, oh. it's one of the gateway towns to Yosemite. And here this listener uh, found that what we were doing out there finding a transmitter site and all the stuff that goes into it, then... It really was having people like this gentleman in mind, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. To share the gospel, to share the gospel, to serve the Lord by serving people, to grow them in their faith. Now, here's another gentleman. I just wanted to call and, and really thank you for your blessings upon my life. I drive a truck for a living. I leave early, early in the morning. And I just want to thank you so much. It blesses me every morning, and uh, it brings me so close to God. I, I can't thank you enough for everything you guys have done for that. And God bless each and every one of you. Now, isn't it interesting, Rich, that our listening audience is, uh, is mobile, and they're driving to and from work or here, there, and elsewhere? And uh, I've kind of noticed this pattern. But here is John now again uh, sharing something. Uh, about staying safe while he's on the road, uh, consuming food and everything else that has to be done in his work day. Well, I um, my wife packed me a, I call it my little safety kit that has uh, two different wipes and then a little container of wipes and a spray bottle. And then, of course, I have to have my hand sanitizer in my pocket all the time. I wipe everything down going in and seat belts, uh, shifter, buttons, everything, and I got my mask, of course, and I got some gloves and sanitizer, and then I don't know how many times a day I use sanitizer. My wife packs my lunch every day. She's very creative when she packs it. It's like, that's what gets my day started. That's what makes my day. I don't have to worry about stopping and getting something to eat. I know I'm going to eat good. She always puts a, a little surprise, something different in there. I got to share this one with you. I got to put this one in there is that um, one morning I get my sandwiches out, put them in my box, and there's a little yellow note on the side, on the top of the saran, and it said, I love you, John. And I've got that in my billfold right now. That's been traveling with me for I don't know how many thousands of miles. So that's, that's my little special deal that that I have rolling with me every day, and it's appreciated. Everyone appreciates it when someone near and dear to them says, what are the two words, Rich, or three words? I love you. And now did you hear him? He carries that in his billfold to remind him that she is home. She fixed his lunch and got him off on the road and there he is tooling along on this big truck talking to us earlier. And, of course, then we have technology that we can share that with our family, which is kind of what we're doing right now, isn't it? 
Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Did you hear him talk about the hand sanitizer and how he cleans everything off in the cab and, and everything is kept so so pristine? In these days, you just can't be too careful. Well, it kind of reminded me of you, frankly, because you're running around. You're running around. Well, with... you're not supposed to be here. You're, you you I, and mom are, are quarantined. I am in the studio alone. And you are, are you are as, more than six feet away, and we are here only together, the two of us. And Mr. Producer is behind the glass. Is behind the glass, hermetically in the, in the sealed. Room. And so we're trying to take as good right. a care of you as we can. Here is John to share his life's motto. My motto is is that when I get in my vehicle to get out here on the road to make my living, is I want to get better at my job every day. I feel if I keep that bar set up there, that's what I'll do is I'll work hard to get better at what I do every day. That's what I live by. I, in the morning, um, say a prayer before I leave. And when I get back, park my truck, thank God for bringing me home safe. Yeah. Oh, and that's something. Well, you know what? Uh, I think our listening audience and our family and Bob Radio Network family can get the idea why I like this guy so much, but how did he become who he is? And here's his answer. To me, I call it a way of life that instilled values and morals and values, and a work, he gave us a work ethic. That's what set us all off on the right path is that he taught us how to work and how to be responsible and how to treat people and how to take care of your business. To me, I kick it back to my parents and thankful the way they raised us. Uh, it's sometimes, you know, you look back at it is, is we were blessed. I mean, we always had plenty to eat or a way to go and parents who, who cared about you and seen out after you no matter what. You know, they'd follow you all over the country playing sports. And somebody was giving you a hard time, they was up at that school. They always told us is, is you do your part as a child and I'll take care of the parenting part, and that has stuck with me for life. I've tried to return the favor with my kids and uh, pass some of that on to my grandkids. It worked. You see, Rich, just as his parents uh, taught him how to speak a very complicated language, the English language is very complicated, but he just absorbed that. And his parents taught him how to be a child, responsible, polite, and keep focused on what's ahead. And then they did the right parenting so that he could do the right, the right childhood stuff. That's kind of the cycle of life, isn't it? That's the way it's supposed to be. All right. Now, here is John with one final thought. Well, it's about how he feels driving the truck. Yeah. Well, after you've done this so many years, it's kind of like... What I compare it to is a guy who has a motorcycle, has a bike, and he says when he gets on his bike and he's got the motor under him, he's holding on the handlebars and the wind's hitting him in the face, he feels a sense of responsibility, but he's kind of like in his world. And that's where I feel when I'm rolling down the road is, is I um, love the challenge of uh, driving and being safe. It's a sense of freedom. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, this, this, this time has gone by so quickly. We will have to name our friend John the out-on-the-road uh, truck driver with these big semis as, uh, 
as our 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 visitor on the broadcast to share whatever wisdom he picks up along the way. He can with share our... with us what life is like on the outside. <laughs> All right, and here's one of my favorite singers to close the program off, and uh, Carol Robertson. And uh, I don't know when you're listening to this broadcast right now, but uh, let's see how it fits you. It's a beautiful morning. It's a wonderful day. Walking with Jesus Every step of the way He's got a blessing Waiting for you today It's a beautiful morning It's a beautiful morning It's a wonderful day It's a beautiful morning It's a wonderful day it's such a good feeling Just to know that you're saved Don't let your troubles Stand in your way Cause it's a beautiful morning It's a beautiful morning It's a wonderful day Yeah, you know, Rich just reminded me that John had one final thought And here it is well, I just say, believe in God and trust in Him, and I pray a lot. Try to treat people right and be as good a person as you can every day. Yeah. All That's right, a good way to live. Let's have the rest of that song. The Lord has made this morning, especially for you. He hopes that you will be joining in the work He's going to do. Got a blessing waiting for you today. It's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's a wonderful day. Hey, hey, Rich, what's that phone number? And the listener comment line is 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. We'd right. love to hear from you, especially if you're a truck driver. That's the end of this chapter of The Complete Story for us, a public service for you folks. See you later.